Okay. For when we were in the realm of the flesh, the sinful passions aroused by the law were at work in us, so that we, so that we bore fruit for death. But now, by dying for, to what once bound us, we have been released for, from the law so that we serve in the new way of the spirit and not in the old way of the written code. Thank you, Ellie, and thank you to Luke. I think uh, every, every Hoffman is doing something in this service, except for Noah. So if you can think of a job for Noah, we would love to get him involved uh, by the end of the day. So uh, welcome. It's so great to see you today. Uh, thanks for worshiping with us this morning. We're so glad that you're here. Uh, if you're visiting with us today or maybe you're just back for the first time in a while, uh, I want to say a special thank you and welcome. Uh, if you're joining us online, uh, we want to welcome you as well and say thank you for, uh, yeah, spending your morning with us. And we look forward to what God's going to do as we open his word together. Uh, we are in the book of Romans, and we're looking at what it means to be the transformed or the changed community of God's people. A lot of people get scared of change, but the change that God wants to do in us is a different kind of change. It's a change that's entirely for the better. It's a change that results in life and joy and freedom. Now, the question that is raised in these verses is this. If we live under God's grace, that is, if we live under his favor, under his mercy, under his love and his blessing, do God's rules matter anymore? If we've already been forgiven, if Jesus has paid the price for our sin, do God's rules matter anymore? That's what Paul's trying to get at. We might say, can we just put a big X over those Ten Commandments now? After all, as Paul said in Romans chapter 6, we are not under law, we're under grace. Romans chapter 7 verse 5 in the New International Reader's Version says this, the power of sin used to control us and the law stirred up sinful desires in us so that the things we did resulted in death. And in the next verse, God's word says, but now we have died to what used to control us, that is sin. We have been set free from the law. We now serve in the new way of the Holy Spirit. We no longer serve in the old way of the written law. Two verses. It's a little bit confusing, isn't it? <laughs> so let's pray. And let's ask God to help us as we seek to understand what it means for us to live in this new way. Father in heaven, thank you for your word. Thank you for what you share with us. We pray, God, that your Holy Spirit would touch our hearts today. Lord, it's not, it's not the words of a man that need to be heard today. Lord, it's the word of God that needs to be heard. So, Lord, we pray that we would make room for your word this morning, that you would speak to our minds and our hearts so that we might become this new change that is so beautiful. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to start with a, with a helpful story. Um, this in our house, if you go to our house and you walk in, you, you will see uh, on one of the walls this little chalkboard thing. And 
This is just kind of like the information board of what sort of needs to run our house. You'll see some funny phrases on there. You'll see some encouraging Bible verses on there. You'll see jobs on there. And you'll basically see the days of the week and, and what sort of happens. Now, uh, if you, just to break it into sort of some, some detail, if you're a kid in, in our house, these are some things you might have to do, right? The rules are you need to unpack the dishwasher, clear and set the table for dinner. It's on a rotation, right? You need to put away your clothes, whether that's clean or dirty. Uh, don't put the dirty ones in the, in the drawer. Dirty ones go back in, in, in the hamper, right? Uh, everyone has a Saturday job. You need to do things like shower, uh, be ready to leave the house on time, right? There, there's more, but this just sort of gives you a flip flavor of kind of the rules in our house. And these things are actually put up, put up. Now, the story goes that about two weeks ago, uh, I got to wear both the dad hat and the mom hat. Uh, Joanna was away uh, for a family gathering overseas, and so it was me and the kids for eight days. It was a harrowing time. I've lived to tell the tale. So have they. And uh, when, when, when Joanna left, there, there weren't just kid rules, but there were dad rules, right? There were rules for dad when, when mom was away, okay? Put the bins out on Tuesday night. Just, just make sure of that. Make sure that the kids do their jobs, okay? Watch, uh, wash the kids' laundry on Saturday. Pay the bills on time. Help with the homework. Get the kids to and from school. There were other things, but these were, these were the dad rules that sort of needed, needed to be in place. And you know what? We survived. We made it. The clothes were cleaned, the house was reasonably clean, uh, but it just wasn't the same. It wasn't the same because Joanna wasn't there. It wasn't the same because mom was gone. And uh, we did a little survey this week uh, of some of the kids. We, we, we sent out a questionnaire to them. We said, look, tell us who, who in your home does, does the cleaning, right? Who's the one, and not just does the cleaning because a lot of homes people help out, but who's the one who makes sure that the cleaning gets done? And, and I will say of the responses, uh, uh, whoever, the, the mother in the house, where there was a mother, the mother in the house definitely had the majority there. There was a few dad mentions. Um, and uh, we also asked the kids, you know, what would happen if, if, this person was gone for an extended period of time. And I won't read out the responses for you, but they, they all sort of had this same flavor of our house would be a junkyard, right? Um, we, we, we would live in absolute filth. Uh, the descriptions were quite colorful, and, and um, I didn't get permission from the kids to share them, so I'm just sort of summarizing for you. But, but it, was, it was pretty clear what the central theme was. If the person who's not responsible isn't in the house, then there would be a mess. Um, and we got to thinking, do, do you need a list with mom in the house? This is in our house. It's helpful. We, 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 we have the list. But when she's there, things just work so much better, don't they? At least in our house. 
And it's not a mom or a dad thing. Maybe it's a dad in your house. Maybe it's a grandparent. Maybe it's a care. It's, it's about the person who is there who is ensuring things are in a proper order, who are ensuring things are, are, are promoting the well-being of one another. And so Paul's trying to ask this question. Do you need a law with God in your heart? When Joanna was away, we, we, we had our jobs, we, we had our lists, we had our things that we needed to, to make sure. And when she's back, we sort of remember those things, but, but she's there and we can talk with her. Paul's raising the question, do you need a law if God is living with you in your heart? These are some rules that God said would, would be important for his house. He said in his house, you know, you were to have no other gods but the Lord. That... That his people were to love him with all their hearts. That they were to love their neighbor as their self. And, and this was expressed in a number of things. And we don't have all the rules here. But, but some of the rules were like, do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. These were God's rules. And, and if you go back in the Old Testament, you read that God sent his, his prophet and his mediator, Moses, up to meet with him on Mount Sinai. And God, the, the, the finger of God, it says, inscribed these, these words or these rules, these expectations on the tablets. And so they came, Moses came down the mountain with these tablets. They were God's rules, his, his expectation of what it meant to be his people. And so we come back to what Paul is saying in Romans chapter 7, verse 5. The power of sin used to control us. The law stirred up sinful desires in us. So the things we did resulted in death. Now, I don't know if you work this way. But I'm going to tell you how, how it works for me. I remember when I was a kid, both my parents, uh, they, they had full-time jobs, and so I spent a fair bit of time, you know, once, once I could look after myself, I spent a fair bit of time on my own. And I know when my mom or dad would call, or oftentimes when they leave the house in the morning, occasionally, some days, they would say, you know, Jonathan, before I get home, can you be sure to, usually it was something like, take the dog hair off the, <laughs> off the pool furniture or can you make sure to, to, to clean your room or, or, or to vacuum? And I don't know if you're like this, but as soon as they said, please do this, I wanted to do everything but that. Can you relate to that feeling? Maybe your mom or your dad, they put a list on the door of the refrigerator and they say, here's the list of things that need to get done. Unpack the dishwasher, put your clothes in the, in, in, in the laundry, right? Clean your room. Go on. And that list is sitting there, and you watch that list all day. And at 4.30, excuse me, at, at 4.30, because, you know, mom's coming home at 5, or dad's coming home at 5, you look at that and you say, okay, can I get this all done in the last half hour of the day? There is something in us that looks at the expectations and says, I don't want to do that. That's what Paul's saying here. The power of sin used to control us and the law, God's, God's expectations, stirred up sinful desires in us. The sin living in us would say, I'm not going to do that. And so rather than keep things clean, we make a mess. 
In verse 6, Paul goes on to say what it looks like now, but now we've died to what used to control us and we have been set free from the law. And so now we have a new way to live, a new way of living by the Holy Spirit. We serve in the new way of the Holy Spirit. We no longer serve in the old way of the written code. And what I'm trying to share with you today is the difference between trying to serve God before Jesus came or without knowing Jesus and serving God now that you know Jesus is entirely in your motivation. It's a difference between trying to do a list of duties and living with a person that you love. What do we mean by this? Uh, another way to, to, to look at this, what, what Paul's saying here, is, is to look at this idea of God moving in to a house. And Jesus would tell a story where he likened a person's heart to a home or a person's soul to a home where, where we would live. And, you know, everyone's, everyone is different. Everyone's, everyone's unique. Everyone's got this, this house, their soul, their inner being. But the problem is we gave our soul away to sin. <laughs> we signed over the deed to the property. We gave the keys to sin. And now we pay rent to new landlords. There's new owners in the house. But the law says that the price that sin charges for our rent is death. The law says that if sin owns your house, the rent that is due is death. And so what happens is, over time, these new landlords, be it addiction, be it greed or lust or pride, these new landlords that all work under the umbrella of sin, they don't take care of our home and our soul gets broken down. Our soul becomes dirty, <laughs> becomes unclean. Now, when we think of a dirty house, you might think of a kitchen that's, that's yet to have things put away. Don't ask me why the water's running in this photo. It doesn't look like anyone's cleaning it. You might think of a, 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 of a long night, a party, or, or something where someone has sort of left things out. You might think of clutter. You might think of... Uh, someone who's packed away, you know, hasn't, has just sort of keeps things bottled up. You might think of someone who's just overwhelmed. There's, there's too much going on. It's, it's, it's too messy. And so, and so the, the messiness is a mess of life. But there's also a kind of mess that sort of comes from the places that you've been, right? You, 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 you track it in. There's a dirt that accumulates in our soul from the places we've gone, and we just sort of tend to bring that in with us. Maybe we let people in the house who don't know how to keep it clean, and so they make stains. Maybe some stains have been there for a very long time. Not really sure how to clean it. And maybe there's places that are just frankly gross and infested. Maybe there's places, yeah, I heard that, that you don't even want to acknowledge are dirty. And you say, I just shut the door and I pretend that doesn't even exist. But whether 
it's a short amount of time or a long amount of time, the result is the house begins to become weary. And it's not a hospitable place. Would you want to live in a house like that? I wouldn't want to live in a house like that. And eventually, it just sort of spreads. And it becomes so vast and so difficult, people can't even get to the house because of all of the mess and the dirt and the clutter and all the things that have been accumulated. But even if you could somehow get rid of all these things, the problem that the Bible says is we bring the mess with us. (laughs) It's on us. It's on our feet. It's on our hands. We can't get it out. But the gospel says that Jesus, when he died on the cross, he took the keys back. He took the keys and he cleaned up our house so that God can move in by his Holy Spirit. Think about that for a moment. What does the person in this situation need? They need someone who can clean them. What is the person who's living in this need? They need someone who can actually come in from the outside and set things right. This is what Jesus does. On the cross, he bore the penalty of our sin. He removed the authority. He fulfilled the obligation of the law. He paid the last rent check. The rent that was due was death. He paid it with his own life, even though his name wasn't on the lease. He said, I'll pay that. And by doing so, he fulfilled the obligation and he took the keys back. And guess what? He signed a new deed. And anyone who wants to let Jesus live in their house, you're able to do that. And his promise is that he will come and he will clean you and he will forgive you and he will make his home in you. That God will then move in by his Holy Spirit. When Jesus lives in us, our soul, or our home, (laughs) it belongs now to the kingdom of God. What a beautiful picture. So, what changes? As we said, what changes is our motivation. You see, now we do what God says because we want to, not just because we have to. When my wife went out of town, she left a list of things for us to do. And we could look at that list, and we did look at that list sometimes and say, I don't feel like doing that. That doesn't look like fun. That's not what I want to do with my time. But can I tell you, I'm so glad that she lives with us. Because we don't just live in a house, we live in a home when she's in it. And what God does is he makes his home in you. And in making his home in you, he puts his spirit in you. And by putting his spirit in you, you are now led to do the things that God has asked. And so we obey God with all our heart because that's where God now lives. With us. He lives in our heart. So, I want to ask you. Has God moved into your life? Has God set up residence in your soul and your inner being? You know, when we let Jesus into our life, 
when we accept what he's done for us, when we allow him to be Lord, when, when he signs the deed, when he takes the keys, it can feel a little bit uncomfortable because he walks into our home and he starts looking around and he starts saying, you know, that shouldn't be on the wall. <laughs> Let's take that down. I have a better picture that I'd like to put on the wall. When he walks into the house, he says, you know, why did you put the sink in the lounge room? Let's put the sink in the kitchen. Why are you using the bathroom as a closet? <laughs> he starts reorganizing your life. And you say, well, but everyone likes to put their, everyone puts their closet in where the toilet is. And Jesus says, well, no, they don't know how to run a house. I know how to run a house. And so when you let Jesus in your life, it's a little bit scary because he starts sort of reorganizing things, doesn't he? But the only real reason it's hard, if we're honest, is our pride, isn't it? Because we want everybody to see how good we are at setting up our own house, at setting up our own life. And so for many people, the sad thing is they resist letting God move into their life because they don't want to give that control to God's Spirit. But if you yield to the Spirit, if you're led by the Spirit, it means you're a child of God. And in being led by the Spirit of God, what he does is he takes that list. He takes what was on those tablets and he writes it in your heart, in the very place of your inner being. And so he makes you a new person. Are you ready for him to remake you? Are you ready for him to lead you and to write his ways on your heart and in your life? You see, the problem wasn't with the list, and just like the problem is not with the law. The problem was with sin, but Jesus has dealt with that. And because he's dealt with it, now we can live for God. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we give thanks to you this morning that we can serve you in a new way through the Holy Spirit. Father, there's places in our lives that we're ashamed of. There's things that we've done that are dirty. And so I pray that those who are feeling a bit overwhelmed by the state of their soul today, that you would show them that you are the perfect landlord. You are the perfect master. And that you know how to clean out the things that we can't clean. You know how to declutter the places that we can't. And you know how to bring in the treasure, the true treasure that belongs to the kingdom of God. So Father, may we be open to you today. In Jesus' name, amen.